0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shopta at C70. With me, David Jones, I IPOP editor, coming to you again on a Monday night as we just like to do Monday nights apparently now. That's what we do because we wait for the big news to drop and then we can uh, react to it immediately. That's what we're here for. With the big shocking news today, David, Tyler O'Neill is on the trade block. You're kidding me. I, I would never joke about something like that.
1: But okay, hold on a second, though. Who is your source? Who who are you hearing this from? Are you hearing this from a credible
0: person? I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of credible. Um, but it seemed to be somebody in the know. What is,
1: when you say in the know, does his name rhyme with know?
0: It, it, yeah, I mean, in the mo, maybe. Okay, yeah.
1: I would say there's some credibility there. Add some some credibility and some complete honesty and candidness that we're not used to from Mr. Mo on that.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, uh, maybe to the national media, it's somewhat news. But everybody that follows the Cardinals knew that there was a 98.6% chance that Tyler O'Neill was getting traded this offseason, right? There was the idea that maybe he was part of that whole... Ali Marmal we need winners here type of speech at the end of the year there's the you know trying to stay healthy there's the fact that there's 800 outfielders um it just I mean there didn't seem to be much of a path for him to come back so but it's also not like Mo to say the quiet part out loud either and I don't know really what got into him on that
1: yeah, you know, I will say he never once like took character shots at Tyler O'Neill or said this is right. something personal or this guy is a cancer in the clubhouse. And so we're moving on. He just flat out said, yeah, we're actively looking to trade him. And then I think his reasoning was that there just weren't spots in the outfield and he wants to be an everyday player. And I think he even said candidly he believes he should. He he could be an everyday player, but he mm-hmm. just doesn't have a spot on this team. But to hear him actually come out and say that, um, to say, and, and I know some people may there may be some backlash against that, but he said what we all knew. I mean, this is nothing new to any of us. He just said it. And I am kind of curious and we'll probably never know, but what, what actually sparked this? Did Tyler O'Neill go to him and request a trade? Was this something that Scott Boris has been saying behind the scenes about you need to trade my guy? Do they already have something in place and they're just kind of waiting for some sign offs or some physicals or something like that. Um, But it, it it seems inevitable at this point because um, it seems like something will be done. I don't know what it is, but, the Cardinals had to be pretty confident that they could get something done because they did not non-tender Tyler Mm O'Neill. So I expect something to happen in the coming days. After these comments have been made, you really can't go into camp with a guy like this. Um, They've been a lot more quiet on the Dylan Carlson and Alec Burleson front, so you could still say face there. Uh, But when it comes to O'Neill, I think we're probably in his last days with the birds on the bat.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's most likely the case. But again, Mo said we're listening to offers on Tyler O'Neill, which is a little bit less active, right? Um, that you know he, he did point out that he you know he he needs the at bats and they need to move somebody. But I don't know that if they traded Dylan Carlson and Alec Brolson, which again, just just to point out you know, that they would have to do something then with Tyler you Neal know, that they could not salvage that. Um, again, because it's like, we think, you know, like you said, didn't take any shots at him. He's like, hey, he needs to play every day and we can't give him that. Well, all of a sudden, if we can give him that, then, you know, maybe maybe fences can be mended, especially since it would only be for one year and then and then Tyler O'Neill hits free agency. So I do think that he's going to be moved. Don't get me wrong. I think that's absolutely the case and it's you know even more likely than now that Moe has put it out there, but he did not say, you know, I think there's still an opening, a small window that brings Tyler O'Neal back. Because and I think that's good, right? Because if if they go in and say we have to move Tyler O'Neill then that changes some of the trade calculus right of of what's being offered for him
1: well i i don't think there's any way he can be he can be back at this point um even though mo has kind of kept it um above board with some of this mm-hmm. i think there are other issues clubhouse issues for instance or maybe effort issues or teammate issues mm-hmm. and things like that that i don't think he can come back um i think if he was going to play for free i still don't think he's on this roster next year and so i think this is one of those things that both sides know they need to move on. But I think that while, yeah, maybe this is Marmol, maybe this is Mo saying it's best to trade him. I think there's other guys in that clubhouse that are saying that have said it's probably time for him to go. And, you know, then bringing in guys like Lynn and Gibson, they keep talking about um, the team was lacking leadership some of last year and that these guys will kind of be the ones that can kind of come in and step up, and, and maybe they will be. But it's made me think, like, what was the leadership like in that clubhouse last year? Like how bad was it? Did things get really bad? And you know, we know about the Contreras stuff, but were there other things going on that we never heard about that kept quiet? Um, I don't know. It just, you kind of get an eerie feeling that things were not great off the field. And so I think some of the signings so far have been done to correct that, but I think the O'Neill deal is whatever it may be is probably done to help that as well. Now, I, I don't want to say anything negative about the guy. Cause I don't know anything about that. just, what we've heard from the manager, what we've heard from the media. I will say, I got to give credit to Tyler O'Neill. This is completely personal on this. But uh, a few years ago, I sent some baseball cards down to spring training uh, to see if any of the players would sign for my son. And actually, after the season was over, Tyler O'Neill signed it and sent it from his residence in Seattle, which I thought was pretty cool um, for him to do that basically after the season was over. Um, So that's one of those meaningful things that you think, you know, kind of wish the guy would stay around, but it seems like the writing's on the wall at this point that he will not be on the team. And right now the talk is Dylan Carlson is the fourth outfielder. We'll see if that sticks. Uh, But I think there's a couple moves that are in order that are coming, whether it happens in the next two days or maybe it happens sometime before Christmas.
0: I mean, yeah, I think, you know, we were talking before the show, it's very, very possible. And they continue to reiterate to the point that it is a little bit scary that they seem to be done in the the starting market. They don't say it completely. They're not closing any doors, but it does feel like this is the rotation. They're probably going to go into the season with, which is a little worrisome, but they're focusing on the bullpen. um, And that's where they want to trade these outfielders. Um, What kind of return do you think that they need to get back? from this kind of, of, of player um, to make this worth it. Uh, because, you know, trading for relievers is not exactly the most exciting um, way to build a team, but it's also necessary.
1: Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think Tyler O'Neill at this point is going to be a salary dump. Now, I know a lot mm-hmm. of people can say, well, look back when he had MVP votes. Yeah, but that hasn't been recently. And right. he hasn't been healthy recently. And um, apparently word is out there that, you know, he's available for not much and so I, I think this is, it, it's salary, just getting rid of salary, which it's weird to think the Cardinals might be doing that, um, Which, but it could set them up for another move. Uh, but I think you're looking at a middle reliever for him. I think for a more high leverage guy, you'll see that in free agency. But yeah, I, I think you're probably looking for a middle reliever. Maybe you can find somebody who had an ERN or four last year. Uh, probably not going to find anybody under the age of 28. <laughs> you're probably looking for somebody in their thirties. Let's just keep the trend going. Maybe find mid thirties, just, you know, because let's keep that average there. But yeah, I, I think you're probably looking at somebody um, guy who's been around for a little while, probably around a th- mid three upper three ERA type veteran. Who's also making, you know, $2 million or something like that mm-hmm. per year. Am I selling too um, low on on O'Neill? Do you think? Is there more market value there than that? I would be surprised.
0: I mean, again, yeah, there's potential. There's there's obviously the power is there, and there's also the you know post Cardinals bump that an outfielder tends to get when they go to another team, um, as Rosarena and Thomas and Garcia can can attest. Um, But no, I, you know, nobody's going to pay for all that. I I, I think you're right. I mean, you know, you're not getting anybody of significance for Tyler O'Neill. I mean, you get somebody, yeah, maybe something like that. Somebody with a year of control, maybe even, maybe you don't get a, you know, uh, if you're getting anybody younger than the 34, 35 year olds, you know, you you might get a young guy that has like one year left that needs to change of scenery or something of that nature. Um, But it won't look exciting when it, when it happens. I think it's also interesting, you know, they have, you know, even, even if you do this, right. You've got those three outfielders. You've got, I mean, Carlson is your backup. um, Which is again, your, your means Tommy Edmund is your starting center fielder, which doesn't really still sit well Mm -hmm. with me. Um, But you got those four outfielders there becomes a little bit difficulty to figuring out where you're going to get consistent at bats for Alec Burleson. Right. I mean, the DH fought is there, but the Cardinals have been pretty open about, you know, kind of using that as a rotation. But is that, I mean, is that enough? Or do you think that with the fact that they're going to be switching around Gorman and Donovan a, a lot at center, and outfield or at second, so those guys are going to be taking the bulk of the DH spots. I don't know. Is it is. Do you expect Alec Burlson to be back? I guess maybe the best way to put it.
1: Well, to address that, I want to jump back to something that you said previously about this may be the rotation that we're looking at. I'm not completely convinced that it is. Uh, I think. And you know, if you listen to Mo, it sounds like, you know, he kind of puts it out there like, yeah, we're pretty sure this is the rotation. <laughs> However, you know, never say never, but yeah, we're right. pretty sure this is the rotation. So if you listen to him, Yeah, that kind of seems like it. And I think national media is picking up on that and saying, you know, don't expect the Cardinals to be involved just for, for starters. But then you listen to Derek Gould, you listen to Katie Wu, you listen to Ken Rosenthal and they've all mentioned that the Cardinals have actually discussed Dylan Cease with the White Sox. Now sounds like teams like the Braves and the Dodgers may be more aggressive there. Okay, sure. But they are having those internal discussions about it. And so I think there still is a chance now if they don't get cease, if they don't get glass now, people may think, well, you know, that's it. Forget it. You know, we're going in the season like this. I'm still not so sure of that. I would not be shocked if after Christmas or possibly January, you see a team, you see the team make a trade. Uh, I think they're at a point right now where they can be, because they do have five starters, they can be patient and see how things play out. They don't have to be desperate, but I think they're still in those waters right now. Now, does something happen? I don't know. But the reason I went back to that for, you know, for a question about Alec Burleson, you know, I don't think he's going to be a starter this year. I could be wrong. I don't think he's pitching again. Um, we did see him last year, which was a little scary. But um, the reason I, I went back to the pitching is I think all it takes is one move and one move outside of Tyler O'Neill, but one move to put everything in motion. And what I mean is I think if the Cardinals are looking to get a starter, you could very well see a Nolan Gorman or Brendan Donovan included in one of those deals. Or maybe you see a Tommy Edmund in one of those deals. If any one of those three guys gets included, it Mm -hmm. basically kind of starts the merry-go-round where you have to shift people around. Cause if, if, Donovan's gone, then maybe you have Gorman at second, but maybe you put Tommy Edmund back at second base. And if you put Tommy Edmund at second base, maybe you're putting Dylan Carlson back in the outfield. Um, or maybe you just, there's a lot of shifts that could happen here. If you get rid of Gorman, uh, suddenly that DH position comes open and maybe that's Burleson a little more often. Um, there's a lot of things that could happen. And I think, All it takes is trading one of those three guys and Alec Burleson suddenly becomes either your top DH option or he becomes your fourth outfielder, which not a great outfielder, but still that could be the role that he plays in some regard. Um, And so I think it all depends on the starting pitching. Um, Now, if Dylan Carlson gets traded, that also means the door opens a little bit more for Alec Burleson there. Um, Again, you're not really comfortable with him on defense out there, but, you know, maybe it happens or maybe he's DHing and he got Richie Palacios out there as the fourth outfielder. Uh, but I think it's so, it's still so early to know what's going to happen that all it's going to take is a big move, but just one big move and everybody kind of starts rotating a little bit and suddenly there is a place for all these guys and suddenly the log jam is gone and suddenly the lineup makes a little more sense. I don't know if that happens. Maybe it doesn't, and maybe we see O'Neill and Carlson get traded. Maybe we see O'Neill and Burleson get traded. Uh, but I, I still think that that merry-go-round still may be going a little bit, and we won't know until probably mid-February what's going to happen.
0: I mean, it's very possible. Um, I, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, it's very possible to see that that all that happening. We'll just have to. Have, you know, waiting on this is always a problem. But again, the, the history of the Cardinals, I guess, plays against them here because it's, you know, it there hasn't been a whole lot. There's been a lot of times where we feel like the moves are going to be made and then they don't get made. Now, granted, the move move got made at the end of January. Um, you know, if you go back far enough, you, they saw, signed Kyle Lush in spring training. So these things do seem to happen, but it feels like a lot of times that we've seen the Cardinals act early and then not act again. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. I'm open to the possibility that it will happen. I'm also not 100% convinced that we're going to see all that we think we're going to see. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of what the front office has done to some of these people, uh, to the fan base is, you know, again, they said they were going to get three starters. They got three starters. Uh, they will probably go out and get a reliever or two because they have, can't seem to say that they want to do that. Um, but I don't know if they'll, you know, they filled the three starters in almost the most, um, uninteresting way they could. Uh, I, am not necessarily convinced that the, the, the bullpen will be fixed any other way.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm I, right now I'd say I'm 50, 50 on whether this is the rotation they go into the mm-hmm. season with, or if they make a move. And I think I'd rather be feeling like only 25% chances to the rotation um, because I, I would like to see them make another move. Uh, I'm sure the asking prices right now for guys like Dylan Cease are ridiculous um, because you hear that there's like 12 teams in. And the other issue that's not making this any easier is the White Sox are saying they're probably not going to move him till after the big guys sign like Yamamoto right. and Snell. Right. Well, they're not signing anytime soon from what we're hearing. Otani's not signing in the next couple of days from what we've heard. And so this could drag on a while. But again, I think this works in the Cardinals favor because they don't have to be desperate and they don't have to be super aggressive. Now you do want them to be some aggressive, but they don't have to be super aggressive in doing this. And so it allows them to sit back and look for their bullpen. And I think that's where in the next two days, we're going to see more guys start going off the board. There's a lot of guys available right now and reading Derek Gould's piece. I find it interesting. They do want, it sounds like at least two relievers, uh, Mo kind of plural pluralize that, but what I also noticed is Gould – well, I will say, we've mentioned this before. When Derek Gould starts mentioning names, pay attention because mm. he doesn't just speculate. If he is speculating, he'll let you know. But he started mentioning guys like Craig Kimbrell, Hector Neris, Matsui coming over from Japan, very high leverage guys. And so I'm, I'm hearing this over and over that the Cardinals are looking to add to somebody to the back of the bullpen. And so I think what you could see in the next coming days is – possibly them going out and signing one of these high leverage guys, a guy who could be the eighth inning or even the ninth inning guy at one point. And, you know, if the Cardinals could shore up the bullpen with a high leverage guy and then maybe they trade O'Neill and get somebody else that makes a whole lot of sense. This team has gotten a lot better. And I will say a lot, people may disagree with me, but this team has gotten a lot better from last year while still waiting for the rest of the league to even make their moves.
0: That that is fair. Um, I, I don't know, the the Kimberl thing kind of scares me, I guess, partly because he's been around for so long and I but he's have... like
1: 35, right? So yeah, yeah, 30,
0: yeah. He'll be, yeah. He's 35 and a half basically. So he'll fit right in. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you know, you still have those, um, flashbacks to his years in Chicago, which were not good, which is, I mean, that's a selling point, right? If you're terrible for the Cubs, we like <laughs> you a lot better. Um, so I, I there is that, um, but, uh, and you know, he's been pretty good the last couple of years i just i get a little bit concerned and his home run rate is is a little scary for a guy that's gonna be in the yeah, back of the bullpen but yeah and i should right.
1: say i am not i am not uh, pushing for craig right. kimbrell i right. just his name being there was very interesting with yeah. the other names yeah
0: um you also figure i mean i'm just wondering you know like and i don't remember i read Gould's piece but i've forgotten um i don't know if chris stratton's name is in there but i could see them it was not no okay um because that, that feels like a kind of guy that they could go out and get for, you know, middle inning type of guy, right? I mean, if they're not not your back end, like you're talking about, but just to shore of the middle. Because, again, Stratton is a guy that, well, heck, I'm assuming he wants to come back and play in St. Louis because, you know, he w- apparently had glowing things to say, even though he was traded away, about his time in St. Louis. And we know that that seems to be the biggest... Um, qualifier for this, any move this year is you've got to want to play in St. Louis. So um that, that feels like a kind of guy that they could go out. And again, that's a guy that can go out and get on the cheap uh, to fill out a bullpen if you need to. Um And, you know, so maybe, you know, you look at that and you look at, you know, packaging an outfielder or two for a higher level lever arm. I don't, I don't know. Um But do you think we'll see anything, not just from the Cardinals, but do you think we'll see anything of any significance in the next couple of days at the at the winter meetings
1: well first off i i want to say i think the cardinals may be looking for a chris stratton type but maybe mm-hmm. not chris stratton because are we sure his arm is still intact from last
0: season i mean i don't know that that's ever stopped mo before <laughs> um if you remember jordan walden um so uh, you know i don't know that that rules him out
1: Okay, just just had to make sure. I didn't know if the sure. duct tape was still holding from I mean, as much I as the cargo threw him out there.
0: there. I mean, yeah, I think um, they put I think they put double layers on. So okay, I, I okay, just Colorado. making sure.
1: Uh, yeah, but uh, as far as the winter meetings go, you know, there's part of me, I, the, a large part of me, says we're not going to see much movement at all. But I also know that as soon as I say that in the next five seconds, we may see a huge trade made and somebody mm-hmm. sign out of nowhere and go, wait, where did that come from? I kind of saw that last night with the Braves making the trade with the Mariners. Now that wasn't a huge thing, but I think because we have not seen much at all, it was a pretty big thing, especially for people going, what are the Mariners doing? Uh, but you know, I, I don't think we're going to see it a lot. I think, cause really we've got two days to go and I, a lot of these guys are like the GMs and stuff. They've got meetings. They've got committees yep. to be in and stuff. So they're not just sitting around on their phones and they're um, talking to people all the time. They've got other things going on. We've got the draft lottery coming up tomorrow. We've got the Rule 5 draft. So their time is taken up. I I think this is where we hear they start talking about. We laid the groundwork in Nashville mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't think we're going like to see... They laid
0: those. the groundwork in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. A lot of groundwork gets laid. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, they just, they really... I don't know. I I feel like ground is, is normal. I don't know that you have to go laying around some more ground, but they do this.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a government job. They, they lay the groundwork and then about six months later, get around to doing something else.
0: Yeah. Or they tear it back up and then somebody else comes and lays more groundwork. It's yeah. It's kind of that cycle that goes on. Anyway,
1: (laughs) Yes. I I don't expect much. I, I think within the next 10 days. Yes. But yeah, we have to wait for that first domino really to fall. Um, you know, the Nola ha- the Nola thing happened, the gray thing happened, but now I guess it, it's really, we're waiting on Otani and we're waiting on Yamamoto. And until those things happen, I, you know, unless they start letting teams know that they're out, um, I just think it's going to be a while. And then, you know, you still got Juan Soto that's causing some issues too, because it seems mm-hmm. like the same teams are involved in all this, the Yankees, yeah. the Dodgers, maybe the Braves, maybe the Giants on some of this, maybe the Blue Jays, who knows. But yeah, if if all these same teams are involved in these same guys, it's it could be a stalemate until that first thing falls.
0: I mean, the good thing with Yamamoto is he has to sign by, I think, the 3rd of January because of the posting um, window. So that's good. Um, you know, that that does have a little bit of a driver towards something right and i and i think did i read that he was coming to the u.s is it this week or next week to meet with teams i don't know i
1: think i want to say next week but it is after the
0: meetings yeah so it could be that you know he makes his decision while he's here so that you know he can have the press conference and all that kind of stuff and in which case that may trigger i you know again until he signs somewhere else i'll hold on to that candle but um more and more, it does look, I mean, if, if the report, the report came from Jim Bowden, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, it wasn't John Denton. So there's that. Um, but you know, talking about, uh, you know, Motos market getting into the $300 million range for the total contract, you know, even the, the Cardinals weren't going to be really, ex- I, it's hard to even argue that them being in it at 200 to 240. Fifty, depending on how long the contract runs, you get up into 300, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, because the Cardinals have also said, and they were specific today saying they are not going to overshoot that first $237 million uh, level for the luxury tax. And they're right at about 30 million short of that. And the thing is for luxury tax purposes, contracts are sp- evenly spread out um it doesn't matter how you backload it you know you can't go in and say we're going to give yamamoto five bucks this year and you know a million you know a 100 million dollars next year that evens out to 50 million dollars for both years for tax purposes so you know that doesn't doesn't help a lot so if they're not gonna if they're not gonna overdo that they're out there talking about mats being the starter um you know, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that they want to trade now, although I guess if they, some other move may maybe you do to free up a little bit of money, but um, all in all, again, I don't see they're going to be in on that. And I think I started that sentence way back on something else and hit a comma and just kept going. Um, anyway, with all these, you know, it just, these guys got to settle, like you were saying, Everybody's in on pitching and and pitching's not going to move until he does. And there's just not a lot of hitting out there. But even what is, is tied up in the, in the Otani and Soto stuff. So yeah, it, it becomes really hard to imagine that you're going to see a whole lot of activity. And this is, you know, winter meetings have been very active in the past, but this may be one of the slower ones that we've seen. Cause I'm not sure. I mean, there's probably one or two deals. I guess, you know, Joe Kelly signed today with the Dodgers. Um, a couple of deals here and there. I guess the Brewers signed uh, Wade Miley, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, there's been a handful of small deals, but there really hasn't been much since they got uh, got to Nashville. And I pretty much blame you for that.
1: It's probably my fault. I mean, you know things are bad when John Heyman has not started talking about Mystery Team yet, <laughs> and we've yet to see that. So if Mystery Team has not shown up, it means we're not close to the finish line yet because... Yeah. um. Mystery team doesn't come out until Scott Boris wants people to start getting a little more business drummed up for it. Right. So, yeah, it, I think this is my fault. Me being here, me not being at the meetings, Um, I, I should probably be over there kind of pushing a little bit more for some of this stuff, letting them know that, hey, we got a podcast we got to do. Come right. on, guys, let's get on it. Right. But they they don't seem to be, you know, listening to what I say. Uh, You know, I will say, you know, rumors are so funny this time of year because we hear the same teams are involved with all the same big players and I've seen the Braves names come up all the mm-hmm. time like it, apparently the Braves got Sonny Gray I don't know if you know that the <laughs> Braves also got Aaron Nola not sure if you're aware of that but I've been hearing that they're the favorite for Dylan Cease even Jesse Rogers had a piece today for ESPN that said that the Braves may only be one prospect away from getting Cease like they just needed to throw one more in there and they had him well then an a report comes out tonight from an MLB beat writer who says that the Braves involvement is overblown to this point. Like it, it, they're actually not that involved. It's like, who do you believe at this point? It, you know, yeah. it, it's tough to know what's going on. And I will say, this is kind of going, taking a tangent. I'm very thankful for the journalism coming out of St. Louis because you don't have that speculation. I, I know some fans love that. And some fans would love to hear that the Cardinals might be in on Otani right now, or uh, the Cardinals are actually discussing Juan Soto because that's exciting stuff. But it, if it's not real, it, it's just a bunch of fluff. Like it, it just, it may look good in a tweet, but so what? Like I would rather have the real stuff, the hard content. And so, y- y- you know, you, if you're a Cubs fan, if you're a Yankees fan right now, your hopes are sky high. If you're a Braves fan, your hopes are sky high too, because you've been, you've heard about your team getting all these superstars. Mm-hmm. And the truth is they may not be involved whatsoever. And so while we kind of hate the Cardinals tight-lipped approach sometimes and how Mo doesn't really give much away other than Tyler O'Neal, <laughs> um, I think it's actually better and a little more professional in how it's done, even though it lessens the entertainment value.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I I like to see the Cardinals, especially like a national writer like Rosenthal, somebody somebody with some gravitas, I guess, mentioned in in a tweet. But I also want to think that and hope that that is based on at least some sort of conversation, right? Um, that it's not just made out of whole cloth. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to hard to tell. And so you're right. I mean, you know, if Derek Will's not saying it, it's probably you know, not going to happen. He's not going to break the trade, um, because that doesn't typically the way it happens usually that, you know, but he will probably have a lot of the information, uh, up until that point. And, you know, probably it's going to be somebody that he, um, updated an article about 15 times and tweeted it out about. So, um, it's going to be in there, uh, somewhere, uh, along the way. So it's just not something he could confirm when it comes out. So I, yeah, I, Although, let's, let's hey, let's be honest, Shohei Otani said that anybody that mentioned that they were connected to him, he was ruling them out, and the Cardinals have played that perfectly. So <laughs> nobody has even a whisper of it. So obviously that means that Otani's coming.
1: Yeah, well, if you want some breaking news, John tweet tweeted out, the St. Louis Cardinals are more likely to trade away Tyler O'Neal than they are to trade for Dylan Cease, Tyler Glass, now or Corbin Burns. So, if we put the chances of them trading Tyler O'Neill at ninety nine point nine percent, it means that the chances of them trading for Dylan C's glass now were Burns is just possibly less than ninety nine point nine percent. So, just in case anybody got their hopes up out there, it is not a sure thing that they're getting one of those guys.
0: No, not at all. Um, there was something else he tweeted out. Oh yes, uh, they were uh, there earlier today. He tweeted out that the, they might trade Tyler O'Neill to try to unclog a crowed outfield. Uh, Um, Yeah. You know that
1: maybe that's part of the reason that they had issues last year. Yeah. It was crowed.
0: It was crowed. I I always hate hate to see that Um, (laughs) in your outfield. It's always, it's always a problem. Okay. Well, um, obviously not much is going on. (laughs) We're rambling on and and goofing on John Denton, which is fairly easy to do a lot of times, but, um, but again, uh, he's if john Denton has written an article about it it probably means it happened 10 minutes ago so i don't know um and but if it's rumors then yeah it's it's so it's it's a weird thing right i mean it's we want all this information to some degree but then you know then it gets hopes up that aren't aren't there and uh you know it's frustrating at times to not know what's going on but um Hopefully we'll have something more substantive to talk about when we get back with you next time. But until then, for David, I'm Daniel. Good night.